Um, old legends speak of sea monsters, such as the Kraken and Sea Serpent. I never thought there was any truth to those legends, but I know better now. I know that those are more than just tales from paranoid sailors. I've seen proof of these legends myself. I know, the government knows, and the public knows. Yes, the public knows about the eels, but they don't know about the thing that ate the eel. I want to find out what ate that eel, but I still don't know what convinced me to go back to the ocean. Was it the money, since I was getting a large paycheck? Was it wanting to study the eels? Or perhaps wanting to find out what was big enough to, to drag an 80-foot eel to the bottom of the ocean? Maybe so. But no matter what convinced me to get in a pod and travel to the depths of the Atlantic Ocean, I was going. We all had specific pods with two pilots in each. I don't feel like boring you by telling you all of their names. That was hardly important anyway. There were five pods, each with their own names. There was the Orca, Barracuda, Hurricane, Riptide, and our pod, the Typhoon. We were briefed on our mission. I felt like some sort of soldier. Originally, I thought we were being sent down just to study the eels and find out what was hunting them down. However, we were told that they have reason to believe that there are other monsters down in the murky depths, and not just them. More species of monsters in the ocean. This was a whole new development for me. After the briefing, they sent us to our bunks. Although it was only 7.30, we were waking up at 5 a.m. and descending at 8 a.m. Although no monsters disturbed us this night, I was on edge. After we were woken up, we were treated to a surprisingly good breakfast. Sausage, waffles, and eggs. A thought I didn't like crossed my mind. What if everything was so good because they thought it might be our last meal? I just crossed that out as being overly paranoid. Slowly, we prepared for our descent. And when the time came, we filed one by one into our pods. We were lowered into the water, and like that, we were sinking into the depths. I tried to stay calm, but sweat rolled down my forehead. And my partner, James, seemed to notice. However, I could tell that he understood my fear. But I decided to suck it up as we continued forward on, on our descent. Once we reached the bottom, I was treated to a sight I didn't expect. There were octopus and crabs on the seafloor. A lot of them. We all expected that, but here's the thing. These were giants, 20 to 30 feet long. One of the pilots of the hurricane, Brad, spoke over the radio. Does anyone see that? Yeah, how could you miss giant crabs and octopi? No. Look up. My gaze followed his instructions. Swimming above us was an eel. But it wasn't 80 feet. It was 130. It had something in its mouth. A smaller eel. It was still 20 feet in length, however. I was shocked. It was cannibalistic. It made sense now. That's what ate the 80-foot eel, a larger one. Th these things likely migrated up to the surface of the water to stay away from the larger ones. It was an acceptable answer, but something about that answer didn't feel right. Eventually, we decided to split up. The best way to make new discoveries was to divide and conquer. James and I saw many of these supersized creatures, but nothing else, really. Perhaps the most interesting were the two enlarged goblin sharks we saw. One, the male, was 34 feet long, while the female was 45. But other than that, there wasn't much else. 
we were both excited and bored. As we trekked further, we received a distress signal from the Orca. Nervous, but we got to their location as fast as we could. Their pod wasn't moving, so that was either good or bad. But as we got there, we quickly realized it was bad. Right in front of us was the pod, and it was cracked, and we all knew what that meant. The water pressure must have crushed them. At least it was quick and painless. We tried to radio back up to the boat, but our radio refused to work. It was a disaster. I told Brad that we need to leave, but he didn't listen. We tried to talk to him, but he wouldn't let up. Not long after, we saw a giant crab, larger than the other ones. It seemed to be floating. Wait, it wasn't floating. It was being held up by some giant squid. We watched as something huge approached. Was that what I thought it was? It was. A Mosasaurus. A creature thought to be extinct, just thriving down here. It was 70 to 80 feet long. It seems to have armor, which was likely an evolutionary tool. It approached the crab and began to tear a limb from it. The squid tried to pull the crab into its cavern on the side of the trench, but the Mosasaur lashed on and wouldn't stop pulling. The Mosasaur tore off another limb. As a result, it nearly lost the battle for the crustacean. Then the squid pulled the crab closer to its cavern. This squid was smart. It was trying to lure the Mosasaur toward its cavern so it can pull it in with its tentacle. And the Mosasaur took the bait. Just then, the squid emerged from its cavern. It was more monstrous than we imagined. It grabbed the Mosasaur, its sheer strength snapping the reptile's neck. We all just sat there in stunned silence. Suddenly, it turned its attention to us. It grabbed the hurricane and pulled it closer to investigate. It didn't try to eat the pod, it just observed. However, the strength of the creature, which was the kraken in the flesh for sure, broke the pod. All of us, the remaining pods, fled. We were out in a hurry. But once again, we disturbed a large creature. It was a creature a hundred feet in length. It had long, crocodile-like jaws. It grabbed the riptide and cracked the hull. James pushed the control and we tried to leave. We saw the barracuda escape, but we weren't so lucky. But the creature's flipper knocked our pod, which led to our pod getting trapped and me getting knocked unconscious. I woke up about 20 minutes later to James freaking out. I could understand. We were trapped in the dark with no communication and no method of escape. And as I got up, James never even looked at me. I followed his gaze. The seafloor had now come alive with giants. And as I looked, I saw something that gave me chills. A monster likely 250 feet long, holding a fully grown giant eel in its mouth. The eel was probably 150 feet. And then, a loud humming erupted. We were trapped down here. Nowhere to go. Nowhere to hide. It was torture, watching a giant creature go by, wondering when one will swallow us whole. It didn't happen. James and I are just sitting in silence right now. I can tell that James has accepted death, but I haven't yet. We should have oxygen for another seven hours. That should be enough time to figure something out. 
the ecosystem of giant creatures has come alive. Any biologist would be stunned to see all these giants down here. Me and James aren't thinking about it anymore. The sounds down here are unlike anything I've ever heard. I can't even begin to describe them. However, one sound remains dominant. The humming. I finally managed to get a good look at the humming monster. Well, like I said, it's 250 feet long, with a body that resembles a whale. It also has the jaws of a shark. It's too hard to describe. It, it seems to be the alpha predator here, and I know for sure that it ate the eel. That same feeling of helplessness washes over me. It has a monstrous appetite. I've seen it eat four monsters down here. I don't know if it's even the same creature. I'm terrified. Are me and James destined to be devoured by these things? I'm pulled out of my thoughts by a quicker humming. The humming monster is being pursued by something much larger. The new monster was likely 400 feet in length. How long would this cycle go on? James seemed to be awakened from his trance now. His eyes were wide and panicked. He tried to move the pod, but the pod wouldn't move. I had to think fast. I asked James if we had secondary power. James' eyes lit up at the question, and I took that as a yes. We began frantically looking for the secondary power switch. I found it towards the back of the pod, and I flicked it on. I knew it would take a few minutes, so I turned back. The humming monster was now being torn apart. Blood seeped into the water as this new monster continued devouring the creature. I was awaiting for the power to come on. James was stuck in some sort of trance watching the creature be eaten. It was mesmerizing to watch. I was suddenly aware of the power coming on. Now the lights were on. However, the lights seemed to attract the large creature. It seemed to be done gorging itself and was now focusing on the lights that were probably foreign to it. It turned its attention to us. It began to approach our pod. James and I were both terrified. The creature probably was more interested in investigating rather than eating us, but it didn't stop us from being terrified. James seemed to finally notice that the power was back on. He came back to life and acted quickly, grabbing the accelerator. The pod roared to life. We zoomed right over the head of the beast and continued blasting. The creature was pursuing us now. It seemed to be almost playfully chasing us, but it was still terrifying. We pushed our pod as fast as it could go. We were rising with good speed. The leviathan below us was gaining on us. I knew that the creature wouldn't go past this part of the depths, but we had to get up further. Above us, I could see the watercolor changing. It was becoming brighter. The creature was beginning to slow down, probably recognizing that it was going higher than where it normally lived. I knew we could do it. James pushed harder than he had before. Suddenly, the titans stopped. I screamed in joy. We made it! We continued to shoot up. Our radio was working now, so we called in the Coast Guard. James and I couldn't believe it. We had seen quite possibly the largest creature on Earth, and we escaped it. Oh, James and I felt like talking. As we got home, something was brought to my attention. Um, a family called me. They had the diary of a family member from the 1700s, he encountered monsters at sea and wrote it down in his diary. I met up with them to read it. I was astounded, to say the least. I took the diary home 
and read it. Here are the entries. The sound of humming could be heard all around the boat. The crew and I believe that these are the vocalizations of some monster. We are all on edge. This creature may be able to swallow the boat whole. Sometimes a large dark shape can be spotted in the water. The humming seems to follow this shape beneath the waves. I knew this shape. The humming monster, of course. I mean, what else would it be? Uh, eager to continue reading? I focus back on the diary. We found the remains of a ship today. It was washed up on the shores of an island destroyed by the monster. God, this creature's power scares me. But we are now trapped on an island. We were attacked by the Kraken. Many men were dragged into the depths. Soon the Kraken seemed to stop. The island has good food. I hope that a boat comes and sees us here. I don't want to stay here much longer. A boat arrived. We are now heading home. The monster has left us alone. I thought back to the old legends of sea monsters. Uh, they were true. I knew that now. Now everyone knows that. It's amazing. There are beasts down there. Well, these thoughts entranced me. I began to set the diary down when I felt a paper beneath it. It was some sort of map. I looked at it. And right at the edge of the map, it said it. Here, there be dragons.